0: Welcome to Hope for Today, a weekly Bible teaching program that will bring you hope for every day. Hello and welcome. Thanks so much for joining us on Hope for Today. We are honored to be here with you and look forward to our time together. Today, I'd like to encourage you with some feedback we received from our listeners. It was encouraging for us to hear and we trust it will have the same effect on you. And if any time you would like to share your story with us, that would be great. Stay right there, and at the end of this program, I will give you several ways to contact us. We would love to hear from you. Let's go to Nepal. I came to faith in Jesus two years ago. I was a sorcerer. Although I engaged in a variety of ritualistic activities, I still struggled with anxiety And a lack of joy in my life. During that time, I heard the gospel from many sources. Later, a newcomer arrived in our village and started preaching the gospel. Many times, people beat him and threatened him so he would leave, but he persisted boldly and continued his work. Then, I made the decision and mustered the courage to accept and adhere to the truth. I found Christ thanks to him and the Heralds of Hope radio programs. Thank you. Wow. Thank Jesus for his great salvation. We are humbled to partner with him and trust that he will continue to use this program to glorify himself. Again, we thank you for joining us and trust that you have been encouraged by hearing from our listeners. Now, if you can, open your Bible to Exodus. And let's give our attention to Pastor J. Mark as he shares today's lesson with us.
1: Here's something for you to think about. Can you experience what you have not seen? There are some facts of life that are real, but they're not visible. We can't see them. For example, can you see the air that you breathe? Of course you can't, but that doesn't mean it's not real. You and I can't see the physical law of gravity, but we see its effects if we're holding something and we open our hand. So you can experience what you cannot see. And you can experience God too. Although you and I cannot see him, I want to help you experience God. When God led Israel out of Egypt, it was for a very special purpose. He wanted to reveal himself to them, so he had to prepare them for that revealing, that revelation. He wanted his presence to be real among his people, so he ordered Moses to build the tabernacle or the tent of meeting so that he could be among them. While the tabernacle was not God, it was a tangible expression of his presence. In the book of Exodus, we have the description clearly given. The instructions on how to make the tent itself are found in Exodus chapter 26 and verses 1 through 30. It was the tent to meet God. And it was to teach Israel and all of us that God dwells among his people in a separate and holy place. And yet, there he is in their midst, and in ours too. So listen carefully as I read Exodus chapter 26, verses 1 through 30. Moreover, you shall make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twined linen, and blue, and purple, and scarlet. With cherubim of cunning work shall you make them. The length of one curtain shall be twenty-eight cubits, and the breadth of one curtain four cubits, and every one of the curtains shall have one measure. The five curtains shall be coupled together one to another, and the other five curtains shall be coupled one to another. And you shall make curtains of goat's hair, to be a covering upon the tabernacle. Eleven curtains you shall make. The length of one curtain shall be thirty cubits and the breadth of one curtain, four cubits, and the eleven curtains shall be all of one measure. And you shall couple five curtains by themselves, and six curtains by themselves, and you shall double the sixth curtain in the forefront of the tabernacle. And the remnant that remains of the curtains of the tent, the half-curtain that remains, shall hang over the back side of the tabernacle. And a cubit on one side and a cubit on the other side of that which remains in the length of the curtains of the tent, it shall hang over the sides of the tabernacle on this side and on that side to cover it. And you shall make a covering for the tent of ram skins dyed red and a covering above that of badger skins. And you shall make boards for the tabernacle of acacia wood standing up. Ten cubits shall be the length of a board, and a cubit and a half shall be the breadth of one board. Two tenons shall there be in one board, set in order, one against another. Thus you shall make all the boards of the tabernacle. And you shall make the boards for the tabernacle, twenty boards on the south side, southward. And you shall overlay the boards with gold, and make their rings of gold for places for the bars. And you shall overlay the bars with gold, and you shall rear up the tabernacle according to the fashion thereof which was showed you in the mount. In these verses, we find the particulars for building the tabernacle. Those particulars were carefully given by God to Moses. The first particular that we note for the tent of meeting is the materials. Every detail was carefully spelled out to Moses for the materials that he was to use to construct this tent of meeting. The inner curtains, the one that would be visible from the inside, were to be made of fine twined linen, and much of this linen probably came from the garments of the Egyptians that they loaded on the Israelites as they were leaving Egypt. And then the outer curtains were to be made of goat's hair of ram skins dyed red and then finally badger skins so the materials were fine twined linen goat hair badger skins and ram skins now notice that the curtains were to be arranged so that there would be loops and clasps and so the whole unit could be fastened together and become one the walls were to be made of wood acacia wood This was probably the only wood of any consequence that was available to Israel in the wilderness. It's a very dense and durable wood. It's resistant to rot and insects. So the boards of acacia wood were to be covered with gold and then set in sockets of silver. And then there were long bars that were inserted through the boards in some way, fastening the entire wall together. The entire tabernacle was then fastened together. A careful outline was given for each material and for each process. There could not be any mistake. The materials were carefully outlined because each one had special significance, and God was instructing Moses how to build this tent where they could meet him. Nothing was left to chance. Nothing was left for Moses and the people to do the way they wanted. They were following God's instruction. And so it is for you and me today. God has left nothing to chance in providing a place for us to meet Him. We meet Him through Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and we meet Him by faith at the foot of the cross of Calvary. And then the next particular about the tent of meeting was the measurements. Each of the several curtains that we read about were carefully described. Some were made of fine twined linen. They were 14 meters long and 2 meters wide, or 28 cubits and 4 cubits, and they were coupled together to make one curtain. There were 10 of those linen curtains, and the curtains of goat's hair were to be longer, the same width, but longer, 15 meters long and 2 meters wide, and there were to be 11 of those. So the goat's hair curtains were to be larger when they were put together, 5 in one part and 6 in another. Then the boards were five meters long and three-fourths of a meter wide. On the north side and the south side, there were to be 20 boards, so that the south and the north sides were 15 meters long. On the west side, there were to be six boards, which would be about five meters wide. Now, there were no boards given for the east side. That's because that was the door that was to be covered with a curtain. It was to be open to the east so the tabernacle was three times as long as it was wide. And it was arranged so that it could be set up with sockets and tenons and bars. And then, when God told them to move, it could be taken apart, packed up, carried, and moved from place to place. The measurements were accurately given, just like the materials were carefully prescribed. God is the one who sets the standard for how you and I can approach him. And then there was a third particular relative to this tent of meeting. It was the meaning. In other words, what is the meaning of all of this instruction that God gave to Moses? I have said that it is the tent for meeting with God. And that meant that God wanted to live among his people. Now, I was especially impressed with the colors. Did you notice them? Blue, purple, and scarlet. The blue, perhaps, would remind them of heaven, of course, for that's the color of the sky. Purple. What does purple represent? Well, it's often the color of royalty. The king of all the earth was to be among his people. And then scarlet would certainly remind the people of the blood that was shed every time an animal was sacrificed. The meaning of the curtains and the coverings was that the divine presence must be approached with reverence. God's presence was awesome. He must be approached with care. And yet, as we've said over and over, he was truly among them. He was truly among his people. And then the metals, the gold, the silver, and the brass. Each of those have meaning. Gold and silver are precious metals renowned for their purity and for their value. And brass is an alloy of copper and tin. They are blended together and that may perhaps represent God's divine fellowship with humankind. So God was dwelling among his people in this tent of meeting, and every part spoke of God's presence with them. Every particular was important, the materials, the measurements, and the meaning. God wanted their worship, and he wanted their devotion. You know something? God wants your worship and devotion too. This record of the building of the tabernacle speaks to us about the reality of God. He is real, and you can experience what you cannot see if you come to him in the way that he has told us in his word. Just as the particulars were important for Moses in building the tabernacle, so they are important for you and me when we come to
0: God. Thanks, J. Mark, for this teaching, and thank you for being here for this teaching from God's word. As we are going through this section of Exodus, I am so thankful for the completed work of Jesus Christ. Through Him, we have confidence to enter God's presence. He has opened for us a new and living way. No longer do we have to abide by the Old Testament standards. Hallelujah! Jesus Christ is the way. If you have questions or if you'd like a copy of today's teaching, here are a few ways you can contact us. The best way, is via email. Our email is hope at heraldsofhope.org. If you don't have email, you could write to us. Our address is Hope for Today, Box 3, Breezewood, Pennsylvania, 15533. Or you can contact us on our website. Our website is heraldsofhope.org. And on our website, you will find other teaching similar to this one and other helpful resources. Please look around while you are there. And if you go to the Connect tab, you can message us directly. Again, the website is heraldsofhope.org. Thanks so much for being with us. We look forward to next week and hope you will join us for more lessons from Exodus. I will finish with a verse from Hebrews 9 about Christ's finished work. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, He entered once and for all into the holy place, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption.